0: This is a special Uncommon Sense podcast for 3 FM with Amy Mullins. The interview you're about to hear is with comedians Annie Louie and Diana Nguyen. Annie and Diana joined me in the studio to talk about their comedy shows now showing at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Annie's show is called Before I Forget and Diana's is called Dirty Diana. You are tuned in to Uncommon Sense on three triple R FM. I'm Amy Mullins and I have with me in the studio two fabulous comedians Annie Louie and Diana Nguyen who they're both here to discuss their respective shows that are in the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. I had the pleasure of seeing them about a week ago and uh, it was absolutely worthwhile to head along and see local comedians doing their thing on the stage and I welcome Annie and Diana now. Hi there Annie. Hello. Hi. Hi Diana. Hello. It's so great to have you. Yeah, thank you for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, final sleep.
1: week of the festival, and Diana just did a shot of cough syrup right before the show. <laughs> festival flu, <flew laughs> I him. love it. We made it. High yeah. five. Yeah, Shotting cough syrup. <laughs> it's it's kind of it is a fairly long festival oh. isn't it yeah it does feel yeah like it's been going You're on a, for a while. You've done it last year yeah i did a half run last year this is my first time oh, doing okay, a, both of us yeah doing a full season and only having mondays off but even on your days off you end up doing maybe two or yeah. three gigs mm. to promote yourself always selling mm. yeah yeah
0: and so how many shows would you each have for this whole festival
2: oh i'm on 21 i think 21 mm. well i've
1: I've kind of been tracking the year and I've already done fifty two. Yeah. The bulk of it was from comedy festival. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: It's a lot. Yeah. Mm. So in terms of your content and how you I mean, decide what you're going to do for the next comedy festival, I know a lot of people say you kind of have to have a title already, like fairly early because they start promoting the comedy festival. And so sometimes people's titles are like drastically different from their shows. But it seems like your titles do relate fairly closely to your shows so maybe we can use that as a (laughs) springboard (laughs) yeah
1: i regret mine now mine's changed like i I think i should have called mine the biscuit tin instead of Mm. before i forget now but you know you register it and then uh yeah you do have to just run with it whereas lots of people have been like before i forget what before I figure what, I'm like, well, it's hard to... How do I describe my whole show to you and, like, finish the sentence?
0: Well, an art student would get it. It's conceptual. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: conceptual. But, Keeping. yeah, if I called it the biscuit tin, it would make more sense because yeah. I found all these photos in a biscuit tin that my dad took when he came from Hong Kong to Victoria. So, yeah, it was a very interesting kind of, like, family photo presentation. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: it was wasn't that in the 1950s? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, 1951 was when he arrived and he took all these photos when he was around... 20 years old so that's like I'm 25 now so I kind of think well what what would his Instagram look like if he was alive today <laughs> <laughs> he looked really dapper yeah he was dapper oh yeah. yeah. he pretty very good looking yeah I know that's yeah. it so I wanted to kind of break those stereotypes of what Asian guys used to look like because they probably thought of them like on the gold fields or wearing a, a straw hat or something mm, yeah, but no yeah. it wasn't like that at all
0: no, no. He was. I think he must have been setting the standard for most people.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of his friends all like wore trench coats and were snappy (laughs) as well. (laughs) It's really great that you've like discovered a whole other element of your dad's life. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I wish that he'd share that when yeah. he was alive, but I mean, what can you do now? I kind of, uh, it is cool to be able to get to know someone as time goes on because their memory mm. does keep living on that yeah. way.
0: Yeah. And, well, your parents, both your parents um, feature in your shows. So, uh, Diana, mm. your mother, you know, is a pretty, like, F- constant feature mm. and she sounds like a fascinating woman she's who- so fascinating <laughs> <laughs> i've
2: just moved back home with her yesterday oh congratulations S- thank you i got another year's worth of show content yeah. <laughs> yesterday exactly life goals <laughs> there is there
0: is a purpose for mm. the moving in yeah not just presumably you know many 30 year olds <sighs> including myself has to you know balance their budget yes
2: and you know if you can't afford <laughs> rent what are you gonna do what are you gonna do move back to your mum's, and she's very happy <laughs> she the moment i moved back home she said all right do you want me a cookie dinner and i was like Home. hell yes, yeah no it's it it was jarring to be back home because I am thirty three and independent and a comedian and successful but
1: um, <laughs> hell yeah. yeah
2: but um it's it's part of the way the universe is it, I am moving back home just because it's cheaper mm. and my mum is in her mid sixties and she is alone, so and I am single, so I just felt like mm. it's Yeah, apparently spending time with your mum makes her live longer. There you go. Yeah. And she's
1: happy. Is that
0: what all Asian parents say? (laughs) No, I I read it on Facebook. retirement plan. That's a retirement plan. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it it does feature Diana in your show when you're talking about your, like, career path Mm. and, you know, what your mother, who's Vietnamese, had a particular plan for you, which I know a lot of my other Asian-Australian friends' (laughs) parents do, which is, you know, they'll set you up with a piano or a violin Mm. and, you know, you'll be an accountant or a lawyer or a doctor and you really pursued and found love with acting Mm -hmm. and singing and comedy. Yes.
2: How's your mother doing with that? Um, it took a really long time She used to Because I I had a, a short story published Called Five Ways to Disappoint Your Of Mother mm. And you know I wrote in there About my mum walking out During the interval of shows And I'm seeing it And it broke my heart So for years I never invited her Until She saw Miss Saigon And that was for that clincher for her was that oh I get it now Mm. is that I don't have to come up and pretend to be a refugee and tell the story Uh, you can do that for me and and that was when she realized all right you can do what you need to do and then she saw people paying money so (laughs) yeah keep going I'll be the door I'll be the door person for you this could be lucrative (laughs) in the
0: future (laughs) Yeah well you do and you talk about your acting career and Mm. being typecast in roles up until recently. (laughs) (laughs) How has that been as an experience for both of you because you're both doing acting I believe in different ways or capacities in terms of how do casting agents approach someone with you know a diverse heritage because a lot of Australian TV is white and very homogenous
1: and it's only just now finally reflecting a bit more of society yeah i didn't think it would take that long i remember being in high school doing a speech saying i want to be at the forefront of the wave when everything changes and you see more um yeah colored faces on mainstream tv but it, that was like eight years ago and it's yeah. uh, still a struggle i think mm. but slowly um with time hopefully it'll be in my lifetime where that happens it does take a while yeah yeah, and I mean, one of the elements of your
0: show and what I've seen recently is around, and also, Diana, in your essay, which I did read. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> I do my homework. Um, so I'll quote it back to you. Um But you you talk about going to Vietnamese school, which Mm. you were a little bit reluctant about and you were, um, I guess, not as keen to learn the language as your mum was Mm. and having, I guess, two parts or actually more than two parts, presumably, of your identity that were present for you and how you, I mean, I guess, live it Mm. in your everyday lives. Like, how do you both live your various cultural influences because I know a lot of people like particularly my friends who come from mainland China um, still have this really strong connection to food Mm. and that has a strong connection with family and culture and you know it's a very ritualistic um, thing to have hot pot together or make dumplings Um, so there's so many kind of elements that you kind of grow up with and then you've also got this Australian kind of element as well so I guess How have you, you know, experienced your life being both Australian and Asian?
1: Yeah, for me, it was a struggle to begin with because I didn't want to be seen as different so for a long time I just denied that kind of part of myself and uh, doing comedy at the start was a way to kind of get back at my parents for all the yeah the crap that they put me through with their uh, cultural norms and all that so I started off doing like impressions of my parents which I don't <laughs> do anymore but now it's like oh I have a better understanding that I can be Australian I can be Chinese and yeah when people say that oh you're practically white like I really push back against that mm. now because that's not a compliment and mm. doesn't do the rest of my people justice so yeah um I think that my parents have primed them as well to know that I was always interested in this from a young age so I didn't have any pushback from them of like this is what you should be doing and yeah yeah, I think that helped a lot like when I was a kid I was just recording tapes of myself and you know (laughs) doing the whole like singing with a hairbrush so I think they knew something was up like if she wants to be a doctor (laughs) there's something up here
2: (laughs) and I think for me uh, what's hurt me the most is it's not the breakdown of so there's breakdown of language, but that for me also means a breakdown of storytelling, because I am so disconnected from my mother's boat journey story and her a way of living here in Australia. Because um, I, I if, as, also another theme that's in my show is that I actually really want to have children. And, yes. Um, and for me, my scariest thing is that when I do have children, how do I pass on this crazy story of my mother coming on this boat or, or this settlement of Vietnamese people who came here with nothing, uh, gave up everything for their children? How do I translate that and transfer that to my children and to their grandchildren? So for me, that has been the breakdown and that's why I, I guess I do st- I do stand up is to continue the story and, and and be an actor and I've got this web series coming out to um it's in english but more, more english but it's more my, my containment going i acknowledge what's happened in the last 44 years um so yeah that's that's for me has been very jarring it's not mm. that not able to communicate that yeah mm. it's a
1: crazy experience to not be able to communicate with your own parents over things and my friends i haven't Got no idea how you could possibly do that where you, someone's so close to you, you can't have a proper conversation. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, for me, I drop in a lot of English words. I'm like constantly got the Google <laughs> yeah. Translate ready. And yeah, I mean, at least she's supportive now. She does. I know she knows I used to work an office job and she's always
2: like, oh, it's such a shame, you know, it was such good money. But
1: in the end, you have to pursue your passion. Can I ask yeah. a question?
2: Oh, because I've been in um, biracial relationships. So my partners are generally white. Mm. I found that I connect with. My, my my partner's parents much better than with yes, my own yes, parents because yeah. we can it's, talk to them. It's like having another mm. set of parents, but they can understand, understand you. Yeah, yeah, it's so interesting, isn't it? That, yeah, the cult like our parents like that same color pushed us out. We can't have that same relationship because of that one thing, language. Yeah, <sighs> that is really
0: fascinating, and it's probably such a great benefit to have. Who would say no to two sets of parents? Yeah. Like, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> like, Presumably they'd be good ones. Yes, yeah. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you do talk about um, having kids. And, yes. I mean, any... Well, a lot of women, I've got to say, at... at like in their early to mid 30s have this moment of do I want them or don't I want them and like sometimes hormones kick in without your even wanting them to and you start getting clucky and you have this like (laughs) disconnect from what you thought you wanted and what your hormones are doing I mean is that how are you dealing with something like um wanting kids and also the cultural pressure that sometimes can come with parents wanting grandchildren
2: Oh, well, I'm really in it. I'm oh, I've been wanting children. I think for the last couple of four, or five years my work has been wanting children. <laughs> so it's just kind of traveled in and I didn't realize my show was so intrinsic about children because like two sh- two runs in I was talking to my director and said I think the under theme of this show is like I really want children. So I I better have a kid next year <laughs> so that I can <laughs> yeah. I Be a journey for me because I can't come back next year to the comedy festival and go, All right, so that didn't happen. (laughs) Well, you could. (laughs) Couldn't be (laughs) as uplifting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you never said in the show that it had to
1: happen in the next year. No, it would just be uh, an update on what you're. you know State of your life Is like now That's And true. that would still Be interesting to me I would just want to Know what you've been up to Part me. two Yeah, yeah. And yeah. there is Put like A in. nine
0: month incubation <laughs> period So yeah. You pretty much Have to be pregnant
2: Right now I wish yeah. I could Help you Diana <laughs> Watch this We've got time We've got time You're on radio There's lots of people Listening Yes, so. yes.
1: Come date Diana Come <laughs> impregnate her Oh no now. <laughs> <laughs> We'll
2: do a reference Check you, yeah. you, you, you Otherwise make sure. you know sure.
1: I volunteer a surrogate you can, I've got a few years in me. You yeah. do have a people, good couple of years well, people you. have been mistaking us already as they the have. same person on posters and stuff. He's <laughs> so, serious? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, my friend's dad was walking down the street and was like, oh my God, your friend Annie is in a show. It says dirty Diana. <laughs> 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 i <Big> black letters. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so dirty. <laughs> it is. Well, it's there is a lot of interesting
0: <laughs> elements to both your shows and mm. they aren't just one theme or one mm. focus. But mm. um, Annie, with your show, you're... I I certainly found it hugely relatable Mm. because you're talking about... A lot of younger people yeah. who forget like yeah, a yeah. lot of stuff and i
1: i'm i'm in it right now yeah so um <laughs> i mean i just looked at my facebook yesterday and uh, gabe hogan another comedian, said that yeah. she drove into the city and uh, then took the tram home because she forgot that she'd driven so oh my god it's just stuff that that's happens brilliant. like every day and the thread had just lots of people commenting me like i can relate so hard so, <laughs> yeah that's why i kind of did a survey amongst my friends and then turned it into a show at the beginning and then yeah all these different things that I was reading at the time really helped me with um, linking losing objects and losing people and then mm. kind of naturally came together that way
0: yeah and there's such great elements of um, audience participation in your show and it's not like confronting like some audience participation can be yeah
1: because uh, I well, at first I was like I did a lot of clowning stuff before this show and I thought I just want to have a really silly show but yeah. now I've s- since learned that that's not who I am as a performer there has to be depth in it because Mm. I think with life there's light and shade so that's what should come through in comedy as well like I don't it's very tiring for an audience member to laugh every single minute of a show so they kind of need a bit of a break too and I give them that at moments in the 50 minutes.
0: I agree you don't want to get too over exhausted from your fun but one of the things that um, I think was really it came through was that um, in these kind of moments where you're having audience interaction is a time when it kind of you have this like natural relationship building between mm. the people and, you know, like, you know, remembering people's names and making references <laughs> to whatever they've said before. And yeah. Like there is this element of improvisation that you have that seems to come very naturally and it was
1: a really great element of your oh, show. thanks. I feel it is a muscle to be able to improvise. Mm. The more I do it, the better I get at it. But um, I would still like to improve that. So I might take some improv classes because I haven't had any really formal training since high school. So all of that was, <laughs> you can all do it. Just get on stage every no, night. Just and do it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, well, you've done the Fringe Festival as well. Yeah, that was the first place I launched my uh, shows Mm, because in the end I was like, I just got to do it. I'm sick of people telling me, like, and gatekeeping me, saying Mm. you can't enter this, you can't do that, or especially male-dominated spaces Mm. in the comedy scene. So I just set a goal and said I'm going to do 50 gigs in a year and I'm going to do Melbourne Fringe as well. So the open access has really helped. It's so empowering. Mm. What do you think, Diana?
2: Uh, regarding fringe festivals, and oh, I'm a fringe lover. I've been doing fringe, oh, uh, fringe for like eight years now. And then, then two days ago, I get a notification on email saying, You want to register for Melbourne Fringe? It's, <laughs> it's
1: open again. Wow. It's, it's too far, so oh, early. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's in September, isn't it? Yeah, yes. Yes. that's it. Gosh, yeah. yeah, I think the next show I have is a feminist rager oh, of a show. God. I've got a lot of anger in there. Yeah. <laughs> Bring like, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no more family tales it's gonna be all about me mm. the next one that's great yeah <laughs>
0: i think that particularly not that i wasn't i was 25 quite recently but <gasps> to me it was a moment of like you your eyes get wider and wider mm. and wider and you get more and more shocked at all the sexist crap that yeah.
1: happens to you and you're just like really Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, back on the dating scene now as well. So. Oh, gosh. I'm sure there'll be lots <laughs> a of material. Lot of yeah, uh. in the next year. Can't wait to mine it. <laughs> well, and both, well, you particularly, Diana,
0: were talking about um, social media platforms yes. in your show. and. <laughs> I thought it was just hilarious you were talking about the various platforms and your experience with LinkedIn. Yay!
1: She's
2: famous. Love Love LinkedIn. Oh, LinkedIn is my home. I am on there every two minutes. It's not really a traditional platform for a comedian though, is it? Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Not, not at all. Not, I like. I struggled. My friend told me to jump on it because she got the beta to test that video on LinkedIn. So anyone who's listening is now quite shocked that I could be dating on LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> it's better than Tinder, It apparently. is better than Tinder. <laughs> uh, it's a, well, if you think about it, it's a global platform. It was bought out by Microsoft uh, two years ago because they wanted a platform that already had profiles. Why would you start a new profile mm. platform? They bought it out and said, hey, let's test it that video and um if these are the stats uh for linkedin um 500 million people on linkedin only one percent is posting video oh wow really Mm mm-hmm it would be so different on Instagram,
0: for example. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Because, and it's also because LinkedIn is a learning platform. It's not a candy platform. Yeah. Instagram, candy, yeah. uh, Facebook, friendship. You just friendship. scroll and look at yeah, pictures. But and, yeah. LinkedIn is about community and learning and transfer of learning. So basically people in corporate want what, what we have yeah. is our right brains. But uh, – We want what corporates have is money. So, (laughs) you know, it's a relationship that we need to foster really, really well so that we can benefit from both worlds. So
0: that's why I'm on LinkedIn. Great. Mm. That's a glowing endorsement. Most people would say LinkedIn (laughs) is annoying, but it's great that it's working for people. Yeah, find your niche. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Seriously. Yeah. And, and find my husband. Uh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think that should be the follow-up story. Is Which social media platform were you successful
1: dating? Unexpectedly. Yeah. 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 like Where was Italy. you? <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> I've heard of people finding dates on Twitter as well. They're, oh, really? Yeah, definitely really? those people who, yeah, you slide into those DMs. Twitter's got so, it. Used to be the nightclubs and on the dance floor.
2: Now it's like Everyone's Twitter at home on sitting on, on their couch yeah.
1: with their
0: phones. <laughs> With Netflix on and the, you know, Game of Thrones, yeah. (laughs) Ugh, it's the new 21st century. It it is brave new world. We need tips. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I really thought the opening um, experience of your show, Annie, mm. was a great one um, because it was so hilarious and I feel like probably a lot of people could also relate. Yeah. which um, bit the
1: audience survey? The, no, nice. the,
0: well, <laughs> that part was yeah. great. Um, oh, they're all great. Maybe you great. Could, they're all great. Yeah. Actually, there aren't many things, well, actually, I can't think of anything that was bad. Oh, that's um, good, that's good glowing glowing endorsement um but yeah the the video that's like accidentally uploaded and you're in the public (laughs) service which is like even probably worse
1: than the private sector yeah exactly when you have a responsibility to uh yeah manage a website and give people represent the the government government. (laughs) and i went and accidentally uploaded a video of utopia to the front page
2: yeah
0: and the content was very relevant too wasn't it
1: the content yeah oh yeah yeah pretty Much like uh, trying to decide on a new logo was something we did on a daily basis. So I'm sure there's lots to mine there too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I love hearing about people's work stuff ups. That's yeah. like one of my yeah, favorite stories to hear. Yeah. Have, you ever, have that ever happened to you? Like what's your like once I was uh like video videoing someone and I didn't press record but we'd done yeah. like two hours of <gasps> interviewing, you oh know. My God. Oh my yeah, God. I had to go That's back to agonizing. the woman and say, like, You were so great, I just need more from you. <laughs> had to fake it we just ended up repeating the whole thing and she didn't know oh, oh that's brilliant gosh.
0: yeah nothing's springing to mind for
2: me I I mean, such a which good is workout. scary yeah. yeah I don't know I really can't think of anything I'll, I'm just the one thing like, I went to KFC drive through it was my first shift as drive through chick and we ran out of five and cent, five and cent, ten, five and cent ten coins and we had a pile up on Springwell Road of people, wow. cars, because waiting for five cents and ten cent you coins. Yep, not joking. People my first their change that bad. That's
1: crazy. Yeah, no one would pick up those coins if you saw them on the I ground. I know. Exactly. exactly. But we had
2: a, like a line-up and it was my first day, so I'm freaking oh, out. Anyway, that's Did the you have to run to the bank or something? No, I just stood there. Just the, I don't know what happened. I just it was just a, what one of those days where you go, this is my story.
1: <laughs> wow, this is the story the of my life. moment.
2: Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's not as funny as that though. But yeah,
1: <laughs> no, that's pretty good. You could have been on a traffic report.
2: Like could have been. Yeah. Oh, finally on Would... the news. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: um,
0: one of the things mm-hmm. that you've both mentioned is the fact that comedy is male dominated, and that's pretty obvious mm. and there's so many other sectors that are as well i mean mm. in even in art galleries the majority of people who run galleries mm. at least the highly funded ones are men at the state level and government wow. levels so i mean it's really hard for women to get ahead in a whole range of industries but mm. is there in terms of the the cultural element in melbourne or even australia how do you experience that like is it because um, often a discrimination can be overt or covert and you can have a bit of both But how are you experiencing, you know, doing your shows and promoting
1: yourself? Mm. And is there any difference or is there any kind of obvious discrimination? I found it very valuable just to know that you have your audience and it might not be the same as some straight white guy's Mm. audience. So it doesn't – you're not really competing. I'm like, I am here with my people and this is for them. You do you because – Yeah, in the end, I mean, I've been to so many rooms where I felt like I wasn't welcome to do my five minutes. Mm. And yeah, I mean, this Mm. book that I've... Um, been interviewed for called No Apologies by Joanne Brookfield uh, addresses a lot of this and it's a very common theme that we're being like you know squeezed out even if it's not deliberately because Mm. men often just don't think that they are creating a boys club they're like oh well I just had some drinks with my friends and then I came to this gig and now we're all laughing at each other's jokes Mm. Um, but now that there's more women on the scene we've formed lots of communities online as well as like being able to see a familiar face at a show it makes all the difference in Mm. keeping you in in the game yeah yeah, and someone like Diana, when I see you around, I'm like, yeah, we're doing it. We're just supporting each other and That's everyone it. else, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We, we got each other. Just keep on doing keep it. Keep
2: doing it. And, and I guess for me, especially when I do lineups and I'm sandwiched between two men, that's when I know, oh, this would be good to see a change in this. When two women on the outskirts of the sandwich and the man's in the middle. Or when there's eight, you know, eight men and two women. That's for me still showing me there is inequality. Mm. Um, and there isn't a trust for women to be funny. And I think um, when we went to the book launch, mm. someone had said men, men are listened to and then watched, but women are watched first and then listened. And... Um, I'm, I'm, I, I think for our audiences and for people that do come buy tickets to our show, they listen to us first, and and then they make their yeah. judgment. But and women I mean,
1: actually, the buyers of tickets, mm. like more comedy mm. audiences are female, Females. and they're the decision makers of the household. They decide what to do with the entertainment they go and watch. So mm. that is a very powerful audience, and I can't believe more men like don't you know Realize acknowledge that. that. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's so true. Who would you characterise as your audience? Like, obviously, it's not homogenous, but what kind of people do you think would opt in to see your show?
1: Mm. I've got a pretty even split with adults and concessions. So I think a lot of students, as well as um, the Asian community, for sure, Mm. and... Yeah, even some older people are showing up at this show and I think this, this one I'm happy for them to come and see but previously I'm like, no, I just want, like, sassy millennials who are woke.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> avocado, avocado. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but I like having yeah, a broader
1: appeal but it's definitely more female for me, maybe 80% mm. even. Yeah,
2: right. Mm. Yeah, mine's, mine's a mixture. I, can, I always do a call out, anyone who's Vietnamese here or from Springvale and Springvale's yeah. dead quiet because no one's going to travel <laughs> 45 minutes to come <laughs> out see a show. But... Um, um, yeah, it is a mixture. I'm, I'm always curious how what t- attracted them. Um, was it my, f- my my flyer saying "Dirty Diana," which is implying that's dirty, yeah. or have you come because I am the only Vietnamese female comedian? Yeah. Yeah. One of the only few Asian comedians on the... And um, I remember when we selected our times for Comedy Festival, I said to Annie, we can't... Like, I said, I'm not going to have the same time as you because I don't want to block you. I want people to come see both of us. But then our times ended up being together. Mm. And I was Mm. like, actually, you know what? White comedians all have different... All same times. Yeah, it's no just, one's there apologizing. Like, so sorry, so I stepped on your yeah. Yeah, yeah you're no, so sorry. And I just and I just said, look, you know what? We'll just do it and we'll just sell sell it. Mm. Sell yeah. it as the nine forty five chicks. Yeah. Um. And people shouldn't just be seeing one show. No, they, they shouldn't.
1: Yeah, it's a re- repeated thing. It goes on for a whole month. You have so yes. many opportunities yeah. to go at a, a certain time each day yeah yeah
0: yeah and there's the an earlier hour on a
1: sunday if you're like really yeah. like a nana <laughs> exactly i've had a lot of people say that yeah, yeah. i mean i, I i'm Matt falling asleep like yeah. think of me like the performer i was washing my hands at seven o'clock in a restaurant going i want to be in the shower right now yeah. i can't, yeah. can't do it i was thinking,
0: wondering that because nine forty-five to have really high energy mm. and be like yeah. lifting perhaps
1: some of the audience who's also a bit tired if it's like midweek absolutely yes. and I'm, usually you have to get up at nine or something to do interviews like this oh, and yes. it is a yep. long day most the most difficult thing is just being out of the house and like even if I'm mm. sitting in the park like exhausts me yes. have <laughs> <never> to stay awake <laughs> I'm so glad that I'm not the only one
0: like this I constantly <laughs> wonder know. if I'm becoming more like my grandparents does your back hurt as well Yeah. it does <laughs> can you go to a chiropractor (laughs) i've been living there for the last two weeks seriously it's it is really nice to actually break those stereotypes and to be like you know there's more similarity i think a lot of the time intergenerally intergenerationally Mm. than we set out to you know, assume, and it was also interesting the study that you quote and um, mm. Annie about the fact that actually millennials are more forgetful. Mm. Yeah,
1: pretty shocking stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, I was surprised. Anecdotally, yeah. to me, not shocking, but like. To everyone else, probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we forget to shower more often and we forget what day of the week it is. And I have not known what day of the week it is this (laughs) whole time. Like, every day is just Groundhog Day for me. And
2: these phone numbers. We don't... We we do not. do not remember phone numbers like we're used to anymore. No, I
1: can't. still can't remember my sister. She's had the same one for the last, like, 12 years.
2: I can't remember (laughs) it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You can see how the brain's now switched to the phone. Like, it's everything's now... It's our memory base now. Imagine we lost our phone. That's why we freak out. Yeah, it's an extension
1: of our body.
0: Oh. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm. And
0: it's funny when you ask the audience, like, have has anyone forgotten anything recently? And I think someone in our audience had forgotten their driver's license. So they were carrying around their passport <laughs> yeah. everywhere. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> Take a photo. Of- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Seriously.
1: It's just, so like, good. literally one example of so oh, many. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I I wish I could do that. Maybe I will do the survey again, (laughs) so I can collect more of these stories. Yeah,
0: yeah, (laughs) it's
1: highly scientific. Yeah, Mm. Facebook surveys are the Mm. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a scientist, but I think. (laughs) (laughs) You look like, <laughs> oh totally! Thank yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> new career after this.
0: Yeah. No, and actually, the co- a common theme for both of you is that you're both doing
2: this full time now, mm. which is a big step. I'm pretty
1: fresh to it. <sighs> you've been at it for a few years.
2: Oh, not. Well, uh, as an actor, the last three years I've been full time was in community development, and then um, it was made redundant. Woohoo! Yeah. So it has been interesting. I've my my accountant was like, "Wow, this is the lowest you've ever made in ten years." <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> yeah, and I was like. Like yeah, but I'm happier, uh, yeah. kinda. Of. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it has been interesting. Cause but I, but you've more consistent as a comedian. Mm. I've been more for in and out as an actor, mm. you know, writer. Blah, 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 blah. So, um, yeah, it's probably th- these four weeks at the comedy festival has been the most concrete I have been as a comedian. Mm. Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think I've I've picked a lane. I'm just trying to stay in it and drive mm. as fast as I can. To yeah. yeah, I mean it does get get me down sometimes when you see it takes ten years to build up a, Ugh. you know, reputation and for people to recognise you. And I always say my favourite comedian is Celia Picola, and everyone's like, who is that? And I'm
2: like, no, like she's like been all over
1: the TV. It's, it's just how
2: it's just how community people they just don't know. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it is it. surprising.
1: Yeah, it is surprising, um, and I see people like Tom Gleeson having huge audiences at yeah. their shows. I'm like, just give me
2: a slice of that Tom. I like, just <laughs> need all those
0: people. Just a little bit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hard chat and hard quiz. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm. yeah they're all on, they're all on the massive. They've had such a great popslessly trail yeah. leading up to mm. Comedy Festival. Of course, they're going to sell out. Yeah, yeah. True. It's a mm. good
1: thing to remember. There's no shortcut, though. You just have to keep doing it. Keep Even doing. the nights mm. that are tough, it's it's you're working towards something, and you're just you're being there. You're mm. in people's awareness at least whoever comes you know you just have to grow it slowly.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking with Annie Louie and Diana Nguyen and we're talking about comedy and your respective shows which are on at the Melbourne International Comedy mm-hmm. Festival. Um before we close out the discussion there were just a couple of things I wanted to touch on. Um international touring like if you're both kind of focusing on your careers um, acting and comedy how does your year potentially look like if you're doing the melbourne international comedy festival maybe fringe you know what other kind of um types of crowds and touring do you intend to do or do you think would benefit your career at, at this point where you're where you're at at the moment
1: everything's planned so far in advance mm-hmm. yeah right. you really have to you could know what you're doing in two years' time, potentially, if you want to do, like, Edinburgh Fringe. and Save up for that. Yeah, Mm. save up. And, um, yeah, last year my schedule was dictated by Perth, then Adelaide Comedy Festival, Melbourne Fringe. And then this year I went over to the States, did a gig their experience watched a lot of shows and Mm. then yeah now i'm thinking actually i would like to do more learning so i would do some improv classes and i'm still considering edinburgh fringe just to do spots but i'm not ready to take a solo show there yet but diana has yeah it's such a steep learning curve going over there yeah. even just watching stuff bad shows really helped
2: me a lot because <laughs> there's
1: like 3300 acts yeah. and not really? everything can be yeah. good yeah. yeah yeah
2: it is well it is literally the world's biggest arts festival it's so have you been
0: i've been to edinburgh but, but not for the, the festival, festival oh, no, it, you have to it's just yeah. on yeah. doof doof yeah yeah arts <laughs> arts doof doof yeah, it's great. Edinburgh for me was already doof-doof and it was winter. So oh, you, yeah. So <laughs> I can't even imagine what a whole group of Scots. <laughs> oh, in, not just and s- overseas. And the whole yes. world flies over. Yeah. School
2: buses of students. Like, I, I was amazed. My first Edinburgh Fringe took me 20 years to get here. I'm standing there and then there's sec- high school students from a US town on really? a full <laughs> bus bringing in, like, hairspray. Like, uh-huh. you know, it was my yeah. brain just boggled that that the arts was so fostered yeah. in this one school, they said we're taking these kids. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. If I had
2: just had that, like yeah. it's that support for my mum. Like I could have done so much more <laughs> in my life. A
1: school bus of kids. <laughs> yes. My mum had organized.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah it's definitely you do have the planet advance. I'm definitely not doing Melbourne fringe, I don't think, this year, taking a break. But um but you you do you do start thinking about um Wait, what are the steps for 2020? Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. a nice number, 2020. That's
1: <laughs> Yeah, mm. and I might still do Melbourne Fringe. It's a great place to develop stuff yeah. without the pressure. You can say it's a work in progress sh- show and just mm. throw mm. stuff at the wall, see what sticks. Um, Adelaide was pretty hectic as well. It was hard doing shows where you don't have any friends. <laughs> 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 like I had two ladies come in, just two little old ladies, and they came late and they were like, oh, so sorry, we're like halfway into your show time. Can you just do your show in half now?" And I was like, blah, like my oh, head started wow. exploding because I'm like, there's a story. Line. I'm like, I might have yeah. to condense the storyline and try not to look at you both in the eyes because that's too intimidating. <laughs> not too many things to think like, and I have to factor in time for you to get down the stairs because you're going to another show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So it is amazing, cool
1: mm. but, and mm.
0: I love that your show Annie is in um, the Chinese Museum, which <laughs> yeah. I've been intending to go to
1: for so long, but hadn't ah, yet been. Yeah, they renovated it so nice. Yeah, it's really lovely. You can't you can't uh, look at the uh, the kind of exhibits after the show because they yeah. do close in there. Yeah, their hours are like nine to four or something like that. But um. Yeah, I, oh, Jinx has a funny joke because he's like, there's a lot of Asian acts in the Chinese museum that's because, uh, you know, there's so few of us who become artefacts. <laughs> but for me, that the show d- deserves to be there because it matches yeah. everything that's on the walls mm. with all this photography. Uh, and I know they, they've got people just doing straight stand-up that, you know, you don't have to, you, you can be Australian, you can be Indian, you can mm. be really any culture. But for me, I felt that there was a particular desire to be in that venue and it wasn't my original venue. Mm. Yeah, yeah, right. I was at the Mantra Hotel and I think then suits you better. Yeah, it mm. definitely suits me better. Um, it's highbrow, very highbrow. Oh, very highbrow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the, the chairman of the museum said that it should be a permanent exhibit, and I just imagined myself oh. like performing like a robot to <laughs> no oh, one God. while I like, like crowds come. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if you ever get stuck point. for a job?
0: Yeah. You could do totally do that. Yeah. It's like those street
2: buskers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll come in as a lion. Yeah, why dance me? behind. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and your show, Diana, is in hmm. Storyville.
2: Mm-hmm. I also had not it's encountered it. Such a gorgeous yeah. place. You've, have you been to the Butterfly Club? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I found it was very similar in that uh, Very intimate. Not mm-hmm. that nice velvet curtain. And it's the first time this. Um, bar has ever done comedy festival because my 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 venue was originally changed too was that originally like the old hairy little sister until it got shut down so december was mayhem when that all happened and then um comedy festivals um organized storyville and i'm really thanking god that that happened universe does miracles very nice
1: venue yeah Mm. all the decorations are so cool big mushrooms and you said Mm. you, you have a friend who makes the mushrooms there no, what did you Oh, someone no. told me. I, I know someone. They're like, oh, oh you the, know who mushrooms?
0: Made the mushrooms. Yeah, yeah they're oh, like, wow. they're a prop person. Are and they paper mache or is that more sophisticated?
2: No, I think it's more sophisticated. Yeah. They, 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 they light up. I didn't see you, that. People listening like must be confused what you... mushrooms <laughs> we're talking about.
0: We're <laughs> 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 not the magic kind. No. These are like, you know, in storybooks. Like, yeah, it's like Alice yeah. in Wonderland.
2: Yeah blown them up they made them
0: giant yeah, and decorated giants. the place and there yeah. was like a curtain with like harry potter i think yes. on it too mm-hmm.
2: which was oh, cool yeah yeah, yeah that was nice. the first thing i saw and gobble to fire cocktail they have oh wow it's all themed and they That's have awesome. um harry potter um cocktail mixing nights where you can learn how to make cocktails mm-hmm. yeah so they have butterbeer Mm-hmm. That yeah. could, that would be the next step if what they haven't. Winter is coming. What yes. <gasps> is It's from the, the
1: book. It's the yeah. the drink food. Oh, okay, that God, all sure. the kids can
2: can have. Okay, I miss, <laughs> I, yeah, knowing, yeah, I missed that bit in the book. <laughs> they,
1: they sell it at like the Universal Studios and stuff. Oh, there oh, you wow. go.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you both for coming in
0: and chatting with us and sharing some of yourself with us as well. And if people want to go along to your shows, they still can because there's a whole mm. week left, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Till Sunday. Ooh, six more shows. Yay. And that means and now you both are at nine forty five, because yeah, I know there correct. was a little yeah. difference at the beginning. Yes. Um so that means one can go on different mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's all hang on, what week are we now? So there's Good Friday. And uh, that's right, Annie. Yeah.
1: You're doing um the, the good J's, as good as. Friday, yeah. So yeah. that's at the main stage in the town hall at tour, one o'clock this Friday. You just line up, it's all free. You yeah. will definitely be able to get in. They'll fit you in somewhere, and it's uh, broadcast live to the whole nation. That's so, so you can cool. tune in on so in, your, in your car as well. Congratulations to both of you on Thank your successes
0: you. You. and your determination, which <laughs> is so important. And you know, it, no one's there necessarily with you when you're questioning life.
1: <laughs> oh yes, but but sometimes that Diana's there. <laughs> that's all,
2: be, all. Function with yeah. each other. <laughs>
0: crying over Skype. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so good you have, you both do have each other and it's great that there's this community of women supporting each other in comedy, so mm, yeah, definitely. congrats. Thank you so much. Thank you. My pleasure. I've been speaking with Annie Louie and her show is Before I Forget, as well as Diana Nguyen and her show is called Dirty Diana and I've linked to the events on our Facebook page so you can go straight to their events and book tickets and uh, I highly recommend that you do yeah. Yay. Doing um it. so yeah, have a great rest of the festival. Thank, Thank you. you. That as I said was Annie Louie and Diana Nguyen.